Elite Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host. We've got Jason Theobald in the house. Jason, what's going on, man? How are you? Uh, doing good. Um, you know, uh, what is it? Thursday, already the end of September. I don't know where summer went, man. I don't. I mean, it right. still feels like it, but I mean, we're on the we're on the wrong end of summer, unfortunately. Yeah, man. It was uh, 80 degrees this morning. I'm sitting out on my porch about 10 o'clock, drinking a Monster, just kind of taking a break for a little bit. And I was like, well, here it comes, man. It's always September. I mean, sure, we'll have a couple spikes here and there, maybe at 90 or something, but it's it's mostly 80s and upper 70s. So it's really, it's kind of my favorite time of the year is September. And then like early October, it just starts to cool off and it's not so muggy. I like to do a lot of walks yeah. outside. I've been walking like 20 minutes a day, just doing my workout and then listening to uh, Tim Grover's um, audiobook, Winning. Um, I have the hard copy too. Yeah. Excellent. Have you read it? Uh, yes, I have a couple times. Yeah. Um, really, really good book. It's, it's, um, it, man, it speaks to my soul because that's, that's kind of how I'm wired. And, um, I figured that you would, would have already have read it cause you're the same way, but yeah, man, it's a, it's a nice time of year. We've got a really good Q and a, it looks like we've got five or six, man. I love all these questions. Before we do that, let's talk about um, what's new with you. I'll kick that off. We just got done doing a huge pre-sale with apparel. We've had a lot of people reach out for, a, you know, they want us to carry more shirts and stuff like that. And historically speaking, I've always hated apparel. I know we started, Fat Muscle Project started as an apparel company. But man, whenever you order apparel, if you just order in bulk, like you don't know how many sizes you're going to sit on for a long time. And there's been women's t-shirts I've sat on for literally five years, and I'm not even kidding five years because we we got too many so we started doing pre-sale and we're gonna start doing those like every single quarter we did a lot of the ice shakers chris gronkowski's company we've had him on the show before yeah man we sold i mean i told you the numbers i'm not going to talk about it here but over the course of three days like that was a pretty massive i mean if you take those numbers i told you and you add that to your to your monthly total that's huge where if we wouldn't have done any kind of apparel or shakers at all so Anyway, we've been getting our ass kicked, man. So that's that's really just kind of what's new with me. Um, it looks like you guys just got back from First Form Headquarters. Why don't you want to talk about that? I know you did a whole podcast episode on the excellence. Yeah, content. I mean, I'll keep it short and sweet. I mean, at the end of the day, it was a business seminar. I talked about basically kind of the things that I innovated on um, in order to go to a seven-figure uh, coaching business. Um, so it was cool. I got to barely just tell my story, you know some of the things that I kind of felt like I did first and just some of the things that, you know, helped propel. And so it was all business. Um, we did, uh, we had Nick Ross from NCI do something on neuro neurolinguist programming, which is like how you, how you do your sales and how you get people to agree with you and close the sale. And it was pretty cool. Um, so I'll be honest with you. I think we had about 30 people and I think that people missed the boat. Um, the ability just to network at these things with us is big and to really get somewhere in the coaching industry, you need a network, you need friends, you need people that you can lean on. Um, so I think more need to, uh, take a look next time. And, uh, but it was, it was, it was good. It was good. So then, uh, I'm in prep, um, kind of had a bad prep day, man. Finally, just like 
don't feel like I'm going to be ready. I don't feel like I look good. Like I just had that thought and uh, I couldn't shake it, man. And the only thing, you know, like I was talking to Ari and she's like, just, just go train, do something that you do no matter what. And yeah. just, yeah, you feel, and, you know, I got some compliments and I, you know, obviously I don't know what it's like to get on stage, but you know, they told me, I, you know, I was looking freaky and blah, blah, blah. So I guess I'm, you know, my mind's a little bit better, but it was a rough day if I'm being honest, but you know, even pros have them. Um, so I think it's just one of those things going fighting through the prep thing. So but let's, let's talk about that just for a second. So our last episode, um, we really broke down your prep and fast forward, we'll just kind of pull back the curtain for a minute. You've been on 50 carbs a day and upped your fats to really kind of deplete and get the lower back and the glutes and hams kind of tightened up. You're on what day three or four of that. How much of that do you think was probably part of it? Uh, probably a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm flat. Uh, I'm going to come off that, um, tomorrow. Um, but I'm flat. Um, probably sunken serotonin yeah uh, you know you just you do all of it and um you're just like man um but it was needed um my bg was actually running high which is weird on a diet but you know when you you know i i, I run a little higher anyways and growth hormone can do that to you it can make you lose insulin sensitivity right and um so i had a 140 reading about an hour and a half after a meal and it really should have been be, be lower it's it's not horrible but it's it should be better dieting and then that morning yeah. at 111 and i was noticing i felt kind of watery on the carbon take i normally would take for dieting and i'm like so i just went ahead and did that reset um uh, i got my glucose numbers down to like 89 so i think i'll go ahead and get carbs back in with lower fat because that's what works better but yeah. the whole thing is a hurdle um i don't know if i progressed I, I don't do great with fats in terms of fat loss i don't think so the whole thing was a mind fuck, um, but you got to do what you got to do. And you just got to kind of like that, that reared its ugly head, you know? And so yeah. I had to adjust. So, yeah. And you know what, man, knowing, knowing you and you know, we both know this and what we do, it's just hard sometimes to see it ourselves when we're actually going through it, but you're probably gonna throw that low fat, high carbs back in and you're just going to zoom and take off and your metabolism is going to fire. So maybe you didn't, you didn't, feel and look great after four days of that but it's enabled you to throw the carbs back in and you'll probably take off from it and you'll probably look even better here in another four or five days so plus the other cool thing is too you're like what three four weeks out at this point um you'll be able to carb up and see what you look like carved up you know what i mean and start kind of playing with that so yeah i probably won't mess with that for another two weeks but yeah i kind of have an idea of everything i'll do and um i'll probably do like just a friday load uh maybe like 600, something like that. Yeah. Um, maybe even lower with some fats in. We'll just see. Yeah. And then finally, we do have an announcement on our Elite Physique University seminar. Phase two is what we're calling it. And we're not going to go into the exact details. We will give you guys the dates now, um, but we are going to go into full detail on our next episode. And we can go ahead and tell people it's going to be myself. It's going to be you. It's going to be a full weekend. It's going to be 11... Um, November 20th and 21st in Tampa, the same place as the last place that we did it. And we have a guest, man. We have a uh, Dr. Bill Campbell is going to join us and he's going to present both days. So he's going to give two, we're all going to give two classes. So there's going to be three of us. And you talk about the top bodybuilding researcher in the world, in my opinion. Um, everyone loves Bill. 
that's going to be exciting. And we also are going to have some announcement on a live stream. So just a little tidbit so people can start planning ahead because while we're recording this, so we're somewhere around like 11 weeks out. So we're going to open up tickets here in the next couple of weeks and we're going to get it rolling, man. I'm excited for it. So um, that's probably all the catching up that we need to do. You ready to get into this Q and a, I need to do one more thing that people aren't going to like. Okay. So our manufacturer had told us that liposomal chase or liposomal l would be sent August 26th. Now we're being told September 20th. So I'm not happy about it. I apologize to you all uh, who are anxiously awaiting it, but there's not much I can do. Yeah, man. It's just fucking part of the industry. It's speaking of carnitine, actually, I'm, Monday I go pick up our newest flavor. We're getting ready to drop a new flavor. I guess I can say it's sour gummy because by the time this airs, it's already going to be out. But um, I mean, I'm experiencing everything on my end too, like delays on my end. You're talking about delays in everything, packaging. Uh, we had to go with a little, little different um, bottles and stuff like that because everything's just affected. I mean, everything last year, it, it seems like things are over, folks, but it's not. Like there's a huge aftershock that we're all experiencing so yeah well, just a lot of people not a lot of people but there are some people and then this gets into politics and i don't want to do that but right not everyone's back to work right that's every the problem. industry is struggling like i went to our local pizza joint last night because i can get a quick chicken salad with aiden we go out to dinner and i can get like just a grilled chicken and uh at like six forty-five on a wednesday night we had to like wait 15 minutes and then it like took forever to get the food and like it's just not normally how this place is and they're just like yeah i mean we we don't have service so yeah it's tough man well, let's service these questions here um i really really like these we're going to start off with with uh this first one this anonymous what are your thoughts on phenamine for appetite suppression and fat loss my doctor wants to give it to me but i want to get your opinions you know, whether you've had clients who have prescribed, had it prescribed before or personal use or anything like that. Jason, we kind of talked about this before we started. I don't have a ton. I've got clients that have used it and, and I know it suppresses appetite and stuff like that. But what are your thoughts on this? Well, I'm confused and I'll be honest, maybe, you know, I need to do a little more research, but I thought the FDA pulled Fentermine 1997. Man, I've got clients coming to me that are still having now, it prescribed. Now I'm being told no um, by a reliable pharmacist. So I don't know, you know, what was pulled or what the issue was in the 90s. But I will say that I know there was some lawsuits with uh, heart valve issues. Um, so I don't know. Like, I feel like a healthy diet, maybe supporting thyroid, um, some things of that nature might be a smarter situation. Um, then, then going that route. I'm going to look it up while we're sitting here. Um, because I, I know I've currently had just in the past few years, I've probably had at least half a dozen people. Uh, it's usually gen pop. Um, matter of fact, it's all gen pop that are overweight and they come to me to start. And that's one of the things they list out on their questionnaire. Whenever I'm collecting all their information that they have a, a phenamine, um, prescription and, it's just one of those things, man. Like I see it, like people abuse it. Yeah. It suppresses appetite, but you know, used over and over and over again, a lot of the times it's being used to mask an eating disorder or an issue, not, you know, not being able to stop eating. So, you know, at the risk of everything you said with the, the issues with the heart, 
it's going to fry the fuck out of you. I mean, it's just going to have over time. Like if you keep abusing, it's just going to fry the shit out of you. So you start stacking that. And most people are drinking coffee and have caffeine and the stress of training and all these things that we've talked about on this show. Like there's just no way in hell I would recommend that for, for gen pop. And certainly not for physique enhancement. I mean, for fuck's sake, like there's, there's other, there's other stuff you can do besides, you know, yeah, around. you know, I, I feel like, if someone is relying on their doctor for weight loss, there's better avenues, put it that way. And if you listen to our show, there's two avenues right here, you know, two coaches that can put a solid plan in place where you don't need fentermine. Yeah. So I'm reading it here. It says fentermine is still available by itself in most countries, including the United States. However, because it's similar to amphetamine, it's classified as control substance in many countries. So it is here. It's just obviously controlled, which it, it looks well, I mean, like. I mean, so you're going to have adrenal issues like you were talking about. I mean, yeah. eventually it's, it's going to downregulate, you know, the output of adrenaline and all these different things. So when you do pull it, you're going to be, you know, yeah, in a world of hurt. And, and it um, did show that it had been in, it had banned, been banned and put back in and banned and put back in multiple times. Okay. So it's definitely so, one. So, of so, it, so, uh, so it did get pulled yep. and then it got put. Okay. Got yep. it. Certainly. So I was partially right. <laughs> yeah. So here's this next question. Um, you know, it, it, for coaches that have gen pop clients, this is really, really going to stand out to you or maybe people doing their first time show. The question is, or the statement is, I get so much shit from my coworkers after starting my new diet. I bring my food to work while they eat out daily. I drink my protein shakes. I, you know, I eat out up where I do everything to try and stay on plan the whole nine yard what can I do to get away from this kind of stuff and just kind of make it go away? So Jason, this is something that most bodybuilders that are seasoned, like you get used to this over time, you just kind of shrug it off and you keep going. But for, for coaches, especially man, like you get those new clients and they're especially gen pop and they're dieting and they're packing their food and they're taking it with them and they go to work every day and they have to deal with this shit. What's, have you had to help clients just kind of get over that hump? So they're not so worried. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm trying to think back when I was new. I just never gave a fuck, man. Like, I don't know. I just, if I fucking wanted to heat up broccoli, like, that's what I was going to do, you know? Um, fish, whatever. Like, I'm allowed to use that fucking microwave as much as you are. <laughs> um, and if you don't like the way I eat, it's because it's making, it's, it's how you feel about yourself, not how I'm making you feel. Um, so, I don't know, man. Like, I think it's great that you're adopting a healthy lifestyle and I think you should be proud of it. And listen, if you know, if you want to be less rude, don't do broccoli and don't do like cod and fish, but heating up chicken and rice and all these different things that are very healthy. There's no odor there. And if they're giving you shit about that, like I said, that's, that's more of a reflection of how they feel about themselves and wish they had the discipline. So I would like to just say, don't give a fuck. But if you really want to avoid issues, then broccoli is a big culprit. And so is like fish yeah. and you warm that up. Otherwise, most healthy food doesn't really have that big of an odor. So if they don't like you packing healthy food, well, that's on them. Yeah. And so this is something too. And, and I've had multiple clients like, listen, when we all, I remember when I first started, man, I was so excited, right? Like I would have my food packed and I was proud of it. Like you, it, you're accomplishing something. You're checking the box that day. It feels good, especially when you start making progress. So, you know, a lot of the times people actually bring this on themselves. They don't realize it because they're constantly 
talking about it. They're talking about their diet. They're showing people their food. They're doing this. And sometimes it will bring this negative attention. It's one of those things where I'm just like, you know what? Just kind of keep that shit to yourself and you don't have to deal with those kind of people around you. Um, that's always just kind of been my take. And, you know, once you do this for a while, you'll also notice that later on, and you have to be ready for this, you go drop 20 pounds, you're eating out of your Tupperware. Guess who's going to come fucking ask you for help. They're going to fuck with you at first, but then they're going to be like, Hey, so can you help me with the diet? And I can't tell you how many times that happened to me. I worked at the Springfield park board in 2006. I'll never forget. I got shit all the time, even from the girl I was seeing at the time. I never competed. And dude, four months later, I'm looking pretty good, making good progress. Half the office wanted me to write fucking diets for them. The same motherfuckers that were giving me a hard time before that. And you know what? It kind of kicked off a bit. You got to join them. Do what? If you can't beat them, then you got to join them. Yeah. Now now they got to put effort in or look really shitty, you know? So. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. You just got to, you always got to remember, like there might be a silver lining to where maybe you can actually help somebody or maybe even inspire some people. So um, here's kind of a cool question. If you could pick any macro distribution for best overall health and having a decent physique, what would it be? And I know that's so broad, man, but I'm talking about for health. Like say right now you're going to step off stage. You're never going to compete again. You just want to look decent, but you also want to be healthy. Yeah. I know there's a big difference in, you know, setting protein, setting carbs and setting fats for different areas. If we're just talking about for health and insulin sensitivity, what would you pick? I know mine. Um, I probably would go with what makes me feel best. And if I go too low of fat, my SHBG tanks, that takes right. libido with it. Uh, I know everyone's like, oh, do you want your SHBG low? Not as low as mine goes. Mine goes into like fours and shit. Um, so I would probably like right off stage, I think I would have about 70 grams of fat in daily for hormone support. And that helps keep that SHBG up for me. Um, protein for me, I, I bloat, man. Like I've been, I started these diets on 300 and I just can't do it, dude. I get indigestion. Like I feel terrible. My stomach's out to here. I've got to have like 240 now. Um, so my, my off season protein, I'll be honest with you. It was probably 200. And then my cars were like 400, 500. Um, that's where I just feel best. Um, so somewhere around there, is that going to help anyone else? Nope. But what I will tell you is don't go too low on fats if you're natural athletes out there. Um, And, you know, I wish I could eat lower fat year round, but I I learned that it does take a dive on kind of like my mood, but also libido, um, just drive things of that nature. So I need, I need to even keep some of those fats in and then I can't stay quite as lean, but I I stay where I'm feel, you know, uh, good about myself. For anybody out there like me that that you're not trying to diet, you're not trying to grow, you're just trying to maintain and be pretty healthy. You know, I, I like to set my protein somewhere around anyway, and I'm so flexible at 200 to 250 is fine for me um, because that's going to be, that's not going to be too high, but it's also not going to be too low. So I try and get about five meals in, you know, 50 grams of protein. But the big kicker with me is I think a lot of people can get by with only pre and post workout carbs and setting the rest of their calories um, to be made up with protein and fats just from an overall health standpoint. And it, it helps with insulin sensitivity. It helps keep that good. Now we're talking, you know, extreme ectomorphs and people like that. We're not talking, those are outliers, but pre and post workout carbs is, is pretty good. And then you make up the rest of their calories with, uh, with uh, protein and fats. But 
that also depletes you a little bit during the week when you train. So then when you do want to go have that free meal or that high carb day or whatever, your muscle cells are a little bit depleted. You can eat and it's going to store in the muscle cell instead of, you know, if someone like me is hammering carbs all week and then I go have a free meal, like it's going to store his fat a lot easier. So I've just noticed that for people like me and like you and I are completely different physiques. So I just, you know, I think, I guess people really just need to, to kind of feel it out and see where they're best and, and what their goal is. So I'm just real big on insulin sensitivity, you know, being a fatty myself. And that just seems to kind of help hold me in check. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes, that makes total sense. Um, I've just found that um, I can get away with that. And a lot of those carbs, probably about 300 are pre intra post in the office. Yeah. So I'm only taking in like 200 at like four other meals. I usually only even eat five meals in the off season, like 40 grams of protein a piece. Yeah. I get you, man. Here, here's one that we haven't ever talked about. Do you guys ever load creatine? And if you do, when do you load it? And I know this is kind of fun. I'll, I'll kick this one off. Um, Cause I mean, we both recommend creatine. I, I carry yep. it myself. Yep. You know, five grams a day is pretty standard across the board for most people. Creatine monohydrate so researched. Do you need to load it? I mean, you can load it. It's a cell volumizer. You can do things like that. But once you have it in, like if you go have a whole bunch in one day, it's not really, it's not, once your cells are saturated, they're saturated. But man, I've, I've done this with people to where like if they've had to make weight, I've had them pull creatine like 10 days out or a week out so they can deplete those creatine stores. And then when they, when they go to like either make weight or carb load or whatever, I'll throw it back in at five grams for four or five meals and um, do that for two or three days leading up to whatever it is or the day before. So there are times to kind of load it and deplete it and things like that. But other than that, I don't, I don't really do a lot of loading. Do you? I don't at all. Um, the, it, it, everything I've read says that, you know, yes, and I think that's what you were saying. It, the stores get saturated faster, but at five grams over a week, you're still going to get there. So when you load, you risk more like GI distress, cramping um, of the gut, but cramping of the muscles, it seems. So there's really, I don't know, like when it first hit the scene, I think companies liked you to do that because you'd swell really fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh my God, this stuff's awesome. And it was like, you know, you, it was the first thing I ever took to like literally put a little visual change to me when I'm training, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that was a lot of it. Um, anymore, like, I don't even know, like on the back of a creatine bottle, it even talks about loading anymore. I think it might just say like one serving is five grams, you know, take a serving or two a day. I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but yeah, uh, that, that's pretty much what mine says, man. I remember for any of you old folks out there, like Jason and I, um, if you remember EAS phosphagen HP yeah. way back in the day, um, and then the other thing too, and that actually had carbs in it, but the other thing people were real big on was like drinking grape juice with it. You know, it was always like to shuttle it in with insulin, but you don't really need that. Like it'll cross the cell without. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Good old creatine loading, man. Um, yeah. That shit, hit, that shit hit in college. And I was like, Oh my God, this is great. Up five pounds, looking <laughs> bigger, my mediums fitting tighter. Like I told you on a past episode, it's always my females during peak week when I send the peak weeks and I'm like, don't drop your creatine out. And they're like, I was supposed to be taking creatine. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <Yeah. laughs> so, um, 
Here's another one, man. Then we've got a really good one to end the show. But before that, right. biggest, if you could just pick one, biggest mistake you see all the time using PEDS. Okay. Um, gosh. So, honestly, what I think the biggest mistake is, is the overuse of anti-estrogens. Um, you'll see a lot of programs have, like, not really – much testosterone and then they'll have like an anabolic that doesn't really convert, but then they'll have like 0.5 megs of, you know, uh, Arimidex daily. Well, yeah. you know, and then the guy can't get a hard on and, you know, his joints ache and, you know, and it's, it's suppressing estrogen and you men need estrogen to grow. So I think people don't realize like learn what your compound is that you're using. Does it convert? You know, I mean, if you're on DECA and, and, you know, test, well, and it's a good enough dose, 500 a piece, maybe, then you might need that ADEX daily, might. But, you know, just seeing these programs where it's just, oh, 0.5 megs ADEX daily, you know, and you, you got Primo and 200 grams of test. And it's like, test is the one that's going to convert, but at 200, it's not that much. And Primo doesn't convert. And Primo's also got an AI feel to it. So it's like, learn your compounds. Um, and then use your AI as needed, not as completely just, you know, across the board daily. Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, I know a lot of people that just hammer the fuck out of those, especially leading into a show. And the next thing you know, yeah, they, they pull it out cold turkey afterwards and they've been so dried up and so suppressed. They get this huge rebound afterwards because um, you suppress the shit out of it and you're bloated, you're feeling it in your nips all of a sudden, like yeah. just, just a yeah. real quick short rebound. And, you know, I, I haven't seen it happen to anyone, but I've heard about, you know, post anti-estrogen use uh, gyno growth because you get that huge rebound in estrogen. So it's something that people probably need to consider. Um, I would say probably, you know, back when I worked with a lot of assisted athletes, probably prior to six years ago, the biggest mistake I would see with man, people just didn't blast and cruise. Like they just wanted to stay fucking on all the time and they didn't take time to reset the androgen receptor and let it free up. And, you know, whether you're, whether you're coming off completely, like you talked about a few episodes ago or just cruising is enough to like, give it a break. You know what I mean? Like if you're running 750 tests and you just want to, you know, cruise for 12 weeks on, you know, 200, like an HRT does. I just saw so many people not doing that, man. They just stayed on for fucking years and years. And then, you know, that, that leads to major problems as we all know. So I don't know, man. I agree with that. Um, you know, one thing that I saw, um, you know, coming completely off TRT and running HCG, HMG and Clomid, um, I really didn't look any worse. Um, I lost water weight, so I look pretty lean. Um, but for a month, like, I really don't think I lost any muscle because, like, literally a week later, you know, once I got the TRT back in and then I upped my food a little bit because I was more efficient, I was back up to 190, like, in a week. Um, so a lot of it's just water weight. And, um, you know, that resetting sometimes is just amazing, man, for just libido response uh, to smaller amounts. Um, just letting things reset. So, yeah. And I think too, man, like, it's not like you're, a lot of these guys will come off massive doses. I mean, I've seen guys taking sure. two grams of fuck a week. That matters. Yeah. Yeah. They come off and they shrivel up to fucking nothing because they're going from massive amounts to right. very low. So like, 
Um, okay. And I really like this last question. Um, I, I've had to deal with this quite a bit with my natural folks. Does it matter when I get my test levels checked, when I get my labs done to check my testosterone levels? I heard there's a difference in AM and PM test levels. And also, I wanted to add to this, we can talk about it if you're on HRT or you're assisted, how many days after a shot should you go in and get tested? So on the, on the AM and PM thing, first of all, um, for natural folks, it's super important to understand like when you wake up, like your, your test levels peak in the AM. So like by 8 AM or so the studies that I looked at by 8 AM, it's, it's at its peak and then it rapidly starts to decline. So if you go do it, you know, say at two o'clock PM, you can see a, a, a drop of anywhere from like 200 to 300 total test. So here's the thing. If you're natural and you go get tested first thing in the morning, right? And you, you read like a 450 and then you do everything and you're trying to get your test levels up and then you go test again 12 weeks later and you go in at like three o'clock in the afternoon and all of a sudden you're lower or maybe you did get your test levels up, but now they're dropping. It's going to show you no progress. You always need to test. This is what I recommend. Test first thing in the morning and always do it the same. And if you test in the afternoon, you're probably going to be lower than, than what your morning is, but go, you need to test again 12 weeks later in the afternoon. And that's what I recommend to my folks. And I, I think you're recommending the same thing. Is that right, Jason? I am. I mean, just be consistent. And if you are on TRT, like, I don't know, if you take it once a week, uh, maybe just test in the middle. So like on the fourth day of, since you took it and then just be consistent. I mean, no doubt if you only dose once a week and you get it tested the morning after you take a dose, I mean, you're going to be higher. Um, so then if you, you know, you're, you might as well get it done all those times or know that it's going to be higher. Um, a lot of guys do hundred MIGs on Monday and hundred on Thursday to kind of keep things more steady. So I'll be honest with you, if you're dosing like that, just take it a day or something after one of the doses, because you're never really going to be having that lull, that spike and lull really. So just yeah. be consistent, but it's, I think you're splitting hairs. You just got to be consistent. Yeah, I've got to give a shout out to uh, Scott Odie. He's with uh, Summit Rejuvenation Centers. He had messaged me back and forth. I had posted someone's lab, and I, I didn't even catch the times. And um, it, the times were off. One was morning, one was evening. I'm like, shit, dude, I just I just looked at the numbers. I wasn't even paying attention. And I knew that, but I just had, you know, I told my guy, get it done in the morning every time you go. And he didn't. He did it in the afternoon. And it was off quite a bit. So he... He, he messaged me. He's like, Hey man, like, I really like what you guys are doing, but don't forget about this. I'm like, you know what? I knew that. I just didn't even look at it. So shout out to Scott for uh, reminding me of that, which led to a really good question. So man, I, I like these Q and A's we've got our next episode is going to be pretty good. I'm going to keep that tight and under the lid. We do have some guests coming up as well, but we're going to break down the uh, physique some, or not the physique some elite physique university phase two. I'm super excited for that and tickets will be available. So, uh, Stay tuned. Jason, you got anything else you want to talk about before we head out of here? I don't think so, man. I think this was a pretty good quick episode, but it had some nice questions. So I'm good to go. Yeah, man. Me too. For myself and Jason, we're out of here. See you guys. Uh